Hello and good day, beautiful, infinite, marvelous human being. What a privilege and honor to be with you again. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing amazing. And I am sending you all of my love, support, well wishes, and good vibes your way. This is a fantastic episode of the show. It is a solo podcast and it is a presentation that I have done on a very short synopsis of all of my research on the COVID pandemic and what is going on. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I say that part of my journey was being very curious about why we still had war on the planet. I didn't understand that, why we had starvation on the planet. I never understood that. And in in researching these things, I learned about these systems. Some people call it like a, a, a globalist agenda or Illuminati or the International Banking or the Council of 300 or or uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, there are just systems in place that do have a negative effect on the planet. That is what it is. And um, not everybody is good, unfortunately. Um, so this is something that I learned when I worked on human trafficking with the International Tribunal of Natural Justice, uh, also working on um, a campaign to expose the organ harvesting that's going on in China um, and the fallen Dafa persecution that's going on over there. Uh, so unfortunately, the world isn't all sunshine and butterflies as much as I wish it were. And I do focus a lot of my time on solutions, but I wanted to put this presentation together because a lot of people were asking my views. And so I invite you to check this one out on YouTube. Um, if you're unaware, there is a YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to that if you wish, and you'll get to see um, the images and the videos that I set up with this, but basically what it is is a big picture overview. It talks about psychological operations, some truth, some lies, and some history about what is going on right now, and I summarize it as best I could. So I hope that you enjoy it. If you do like it and it's valuable, please share. Please leave a review in iTunes. That helps immensely. Um, consider becoming a patron. It helps immensely, and thank you so much to David for chipping in, for tossing a buck in the bucket. It helps uh, keep the show going. And to all my patrons, thank you very much. For those of you guys who want to access the exclusive content in the Academy and you want to learn a step-by-step -step master system for overcoming self-sabotage, strengthening your connection with spirit, and designing and living the life of your dreams, check out the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that is free when you join the Academy. All also in the Academy, there is brainwave entrainment, meditations, exclusive content from guests, and a whole lot more. So would love to have you as a member of the Academy, and you can find it at mattbelair.com, or you can go to bit.ly forward slash mindbodyspirit21. Um, the best way to support the show, as always, is to do one kind act in the world wherever you are. That's the best way to support the show. And for those of you guys who want some one-on-one -on -one coaching and you're really committed to leveling up... Um, um, and you want to really make that leap in designing and creating a life of fulfillment and also contribution, hit me up, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and would love to work with you. So that wraps it up. Let's get into this episode. But before we do, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, fiber, and atom of your being with peace, joy, courage, confidence, connection, and ready to take on this incredible episode. What's going on, everybody? 
I'm going to do a quick overview of some of the things that I've been learning and studying and researching during the coronavirus event that we are all experiencing. And I just wanted to share some of the things I've stumbled across with you so we can all put our heads together, find some solutions and live in a beautiful world. I have been reading more of the ancient wisdom. Uh, I've got Tao Te Ching here. Um, and so I'm going to read that first um, to kind of set the tone, um, something to think about. This is number 49. The master has no mind of her own. She works with the mind of the people. She is good to people who are good. She is also good to people who aren't good. This is true goodness. She trusts people who are trustworthy. She also trusts people who aren't trustworthy. This is true trust. The master's mind is like space. People don't understand her. They look to her and wait. She treats them like her own children. Something to think about. Um, I've been reading a lot of the, the um, older books. Uh, also, the Bhagavad Gita. I've been going through that because it talks about war. Uh, trying to just deal with all the stuff that's happening uh, with, with, with what's happening in our world. And so I'm going to discuss some of the things that I've seen that I think are important. And so the first thing is the uh, removal of Dell Bigtree from YouTube. If you have been following Dell Bigtree in the high wire, you'll notice that he has been on point saying the truth and accurate since March, since investigating this whole entire thing. He's been actually accurate. I've been posting a lot of his stuff and sharing it, and it all turned out to be t uh, true. We knew the, uh, the fatality rate was 0 0.26. Um, he was quoting and using references from the CDC, all reputable sources. He brought out the Imperial College modeling and how it was uh, incredibly faulty and just totally crap, and just shared data that was publicly available and now he's been deleted from youtube for no reason uh they they didn't give him a reason and so this should be concerning to people because um this is essentially a book burning we have never ever seen before on a scale we've never seen before in the modern era and to pull up a quote it um from heinrich hein that says those who begin by burning books will end by burning people we shouldn't be deleting people like crazy from YouTube, especially when they are accurate. If you look at the mainstream news, they've been incredibly inaccurate from the beginning. They're also using fear-mongering tactics to scare the crap out of people, like saying this could three, be 3.4% 3 and kill 150 million people around the world. It's a terrifying thing to say. And when it turns out that it's not true, when it turns out that it's 0 0.26, when it turns out that it doesn't spread asymptomatically, the, this is cause for celebration. And so if we go back in time and all the videos that I saved to do research are, are gone, and even now when I share them, people aren't really receiving them, how are we going to prove anything other than the one narrative coming down? And it reminds me of the Ministry of Truth in 1984. So there is a mass censorship going on. Uh, this should be a cause for concern. And we can think about some solutions to make sure that this information is getting out there because uh, democracy should be debated. We should have a debate and um, it should be heated and there should be two sides. But if there's only one side, that's very dangerous. And because when you listen to uh, somebody debate a point on one side and the other side, you're going to see who stands in truth. Uh, you're going to see which information is a little bit stronger. And so if we delete those, that can be a very scary thing. 
And which video am I going to pull up first? I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull up the Eisenhower video first. I got some, a uh, lot of things queued up here for us to consider. So um, let's just pull up this Eisenhower one first and watch this. Here we go. In the councils of government, we must car guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizen can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So that security and liberty may prosper together. Akin to and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolutions during recent decades. In this revolution, research has become central. It also becomes more formalized, complex, and costly. A steadily increasing share is conducted for, by, or at the direction of the federal government. Today, the solitary inventor, tinkering in his shop, has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. In the same fashion, the free university, historically the fountainhead of free ideas and scientific discovery, has experienced a revolution in the conduct of research. Partly because of the huge costs involved, a government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. For every old blackboard, there are now hundreds of new electronic computers. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, project allocations, and the power of money is ever-present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. Did you hear that one? I'm just going to play that back just so it hits home and we can all hear it together. We must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy could itself become the captive of a scientific, technological elite. It is the task of statesmanship to mold, to balance, and to integrate these and other forces, new and old, within the principles of our democratic system ever aiming toward the supreme goals of our free society. All right. So very important to consider um, when you're looking at censorship. Some people call it the uh, technocracy. Uh, some people call it the fourth industrial revolution. And I'm going to show you a bunch of other things now. And just very simply, it's just a ton of power and a ton of money creating influence. And most people don't really look at these things. So I'm going to draw it out for you so it is crystal clear. And now what I'm going to do is share the video. Uh, so we've got Del Big Tree censored. You've got 
half the videos that I've saved in, in researching this hundreds and hundreds of hours over the last four months, they're gone now. So at first people, a lot of people wouldn't even look at them and I'll show a video by uh, Yuri Bezmenov that's, that says why they don't even look at that. They just give me logical fallacy and ad hominem get very mad. Um, but now I can't even offer up a rebuttal because the evidence is being censored and that's a, you know, that's a, that's an important thing. So let's uh, now look at what the YouTube CEO has to say about keeping us all informed. Here we go. But then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated, so people say like, take vitamin C, um, you know, um, take turmeric, like those all will cure you. Um, those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy. And as a side note, you're going to want to look up uh, the 1910 Flexner Report, and that is when uh, Rockefeller and Carnegie basically hijacked modern medicine. Uh, Corbett Report has a fantastic deep dive in all of this, and essentially uh, that's when they made pharmaceuticals and vaccines um, the only allopath or the only treatment, you know, and this goes against another thing that you should look up. It's germ theory versus terrain theory. And that's the origin of this argument. And germ theory is basically saying that there's germs out to get you and then they make you sick. Well, terrain theory says that it is the terrain of the body, that it needs to be uh, ready to um, build that disease. So if you're, if you're growing, I'm growing grass right now. And so for that grass to grow, you know, we need, we need water, we need good soil, we need the seeds, we need all this stuff that we need sun, we need all that stuff to work. Well, when you have that soil, it's like your body's disease, you're, you're unhealthy, your, your, your body is ready to grow that germ that comes in. Um, but, but terrain theory says when you have clean food, clean water, uh, diet, you know, I think, um, um, you know, let food be thy medicine is a, is a famous quote. And so what happened with, uh, with the Flexner report is basically anything natural or common sense or, or, um, you know, from these ancient traditions of Ayurvedic and things like that, they made that illegal. And so now we have the trillion dollar pharmaceutical company. So this is kind of what she's addressing here too. So look up germ theory versus terrain theory. It is a very important, critical thing to understand right now. And when you look into it, you'll look at Louis Pasteur uh, versus Anton Bouchamp. And when you look at them, one guy was way smarter. Um, it makes way more sense. And it's definitely not the one we're using today because you're not going to make any money on uh, keeping people healthy, uh, teaching them how to build a very strong terrain. And uh, shout out Dr. Bear Lando, uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Kelly Brogan, all these amazing people who are seeing this um, and, and becoming aware of it. So let's just play the tape. Anything that goes against World Health Organization, just research the World Health Organization, please. All right. So, and we have that on Facebook as well. We have it uh, everywhere. So, you know, Zuckerberg was, was talking about vaccines and uh, removing all that information. And so if you watch, there's a recent debate between Robert Kennedy Jr. and Alan Horowitz, I believe. And Robert Kennedy Jr. has been trying to get a vaccine debate for, he says, 15 years and he hasn't been able to uh, make it happen. And he absolutely destroys Alan. It's not even comparable. Um, in the comments, it says, who wins? And 100% say Kennedy. And please go watch it yourself because when you are having a debate, one is 
a more solid argument. And so we're not seeing public debates. We're not seeing public debates on masks. We're not seeing public debates on vaccines. And I give a kudos to Alan because he knows he's going to get destroyed. And maybe he did that to bring awareness to why we need to be uh, aware of vaccines in their history. And I never even looked into this stuff until the coronavirus led me down that rabbit hole. And I learned about vaccine injury. I learned about um, how they're they um, aren't liable for vaccine injuries anymore because they had to pay out billions of dollars. And now the global elite are talking about our global elite, like Bill Gates and, and all those world health cronies are talking about how we, we need a vaccine and any kind of cure or, or something natural is, is being um, snuffed out and censored, including hydroxychloroquine, which millions of doses have been given to the U S military. It's been used for a long time, but you can't find that anymore because it would take away from, um, this profit that would happen from vaccines. Imagine 8 billion customers would be great. So now we're going to jump to event 201 and why I think that this is a pandemic because there's a lot of evidence for that um, out there. So let's start with, all right, I'm just learning how to share a screen and do this. So what am I doing here? We're going to go here. All right. And we're going to go to event 201. Here we go. Uh, Johns Hopkins Center. And a lot of people already know this. Uh, for Health and Security in partnership with World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted event 201, a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18th, 2019 in New York. So that's fascinating. All of these people here, you can look up. Um, Amazing Polly does some fantastic work and really uh, bringing to light who these people are and the people represented at this uh, event 201, uh, and I just talked to my friend who's, a, who's in Australia right now who says they're experiencing very strict lockdowns and very strict propaganda and, and saying, we are, we are not getting out of this until we get a vaccine. And um, you can find the money trail for the vaccines as well. And um, they're at the World Economic Forum. And so now, I don't know if I'm going to skip there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just look at this. Sure. Maybe we'll come back to it. So you can see the World Economic Forum here. Well, if we go to this website, Strategic Intelligence, uh, or Intelligence, we, yeah, Strategic Intelligence, this is incredibly detailed about essentially the world that this group of people, whoever you want to call them, uh, or, are organizing for us in an abs in incredible incredible detail it's it's truly extraordinary and some people call it the fourth industrial revolution and there is a map on here um that i was supposed to have up already but uh, oh yeah here we go here's the map and this thing is extraordinarily detailed and other people are going through this to um bring awareness to this but you've got each it's like apparently 200 layers deep and it brings up articles on the right hand side as you can see here and uh, it's, it's incredible. So this is what people are calling the fourth industrial revolution. Um, and if you actually look at these articles, if you, if you go deeply into it, you'll, you'll be concerned with what you see because there's AI, there's, there's law, there's civic participation, there's quantum computing. You know, whether you like Trump or don't like Trump, there's, uh, you know, anti-Trump um, uh, propaganda in here. And it's interesting because... And bouncing all over the place because there's so much information to cover. So let's, yeah, yeah, this popped up. Let's go to Yuri Bezmenov and why this is important right now. He's an ex-KGB defector talking about psychological operations. And so let's hear what he has to say. Before about ideological subversion, that is a phrase that uh, 
I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, onward and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, <laughs> open up their eyes, and they can see there is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants to the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type uh, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many detectives of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logical behavior. That's a very important point. Uh, I'm... I'm trying to make this as concise as possible, but look at the work of Darren Brown and most people don't study propaganda or hypnosis and understand how powerful it is. It's a re reaction to a stimulus and you can prove uh, white is white and black is black and it won't matter. And I've seen this when the discussions I've had on YouTube, on Instagram with friends, not one person has looked at the point that was being discussed and then gave me a point that refuted it. And so I made a better opinion from that. It was just uh, ad hominem lo attacks, uh, logical fallacy, and it didn't matter what amount of evidence. Like right now, it doesn't matter that it's a 0.26% chance of death, which is incredibly low. It doesn't matter that it doesn't spread a asymptomatically. People don't uh, mind that it all the information we've had was incorrect. We're still moving forward with mass uh, social distancing and all of this 
kind of craziness, um, despite all of the abundance of information we have. And censorship is extraordinary. And, uh, you know, the general public doesn't really have a concern for this, but I'm just trying to kind of piece all this together. So I'm gonna play a little bit more, but this is a full hour and a half interview that should be mandatory viewing for people who kind of want to understand what's going on. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid of society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people have been programmed and, as you say, in place and yeah. who are favorable to an open Soviet concept. Mm -hmm. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they obviously they will join the links of the centrists, dissidents. And so he kind of goes on to say that uh, they'll basically be squashed. And so right now, uh, the people who are questioning things are being uh, mocked, ridiculed, censored, uh, taken off YouTube. And so that's that's the start of it. And so the next phase will be even worse if this continues in, in this kind of direction. So uh, I invite people to check out that entire interview and I'm going to delete that one now. Um, and so this is an interview with William Cooper. He's a former CIA agent. I'm not going to go into this entire interview, but he essentially talks about how the United States may be attacked and from the idea of communism. And so if you look at China and what's happening there, it's pretty frightening. I lived in China uh, for a little bit. I understand what communism, communism is like over there. And he basically says that we're fighting against the idea of communism and the global elite. And it's the idea, it's that structure and system. And also, if you look at this right here, this Iron Mountain report, this is from the 60s. And it, it says that it's a report from Kennedy. And, and he did a report and said, you know, if the USA achieves peace, what threats would they face? And in here, it talks about how um, if the U.S. was attacked, you would need to destabilize the strong middle class because that's that's challenging. And right now, the the middle class in the U.S. is a, is destabilized. Um, the set the chart or the Charter of Rights and Freedoms of Canada, the de Declaration of Independence, that would be a. Um, a is that what it is? The Declaration of Independence? Yeah. You know, the First Amendment and all that kind of stuff. That would need to be attacked. And then you could kind of bring them under the UN. And I'm not going to look it up now, but I'm sure it's out there. I just heard that uh, the UN just told Trump to stand down or something like that. So it's very interesting that these are very old reports, uh, very old videos saying what we're experiencing right now. And just to go to one more, let's go up. This is the Rockefeller Foundation, which is also connected to Gates and all those different people, uh, scenarios for the future of technology and international development. And people have been sharing this one all the way around. And so I'm just doing a... Uh, a little recap for some new people. Lockstep, a world of tighter down, top 
tighter top-down government control and more authoritarian, uh, authoritarian leadership with limited innovation and growing citizen pushback. In 2012, the pandemic that the world had been anticipating for years finally hit. And let's just mentally cue up the video of Bill Gates saying, you know, we're gonna, we're moving in towards uh, or his TED talk about the coming pandemic. Who else said we're going to have a, you know, you can find the sound clip of Fauci. Uh, we're going to have a surprise pandemic. How do you know it's going to be a surprise? This is what a surprise is. You don't have a surprise pandemic. You have a planned pandemic. That's what that means. This is ridiculous. Okay. So um, unlike 2009's H1N1, blah, blah, blah. And so I invite you to read this. I'm not going to do all the research for you. I'm just kind of showing you where you can look. And it just talks about how they would lay that out. And they talk about headlines. What are some potential headlines? We got quarantine restricts in-person contact. Interesting. Uh, you know, we've got uh, all this other crap out there. And so they got, this is all detailed. This is laid out from years ago. And it's interesting. Let's move into some propaganda. We've got Clever, clever Together. Most people don't study propaganda. So let's look at Joseph Goebbels, who did propaganda for World War II and Hitler. And he says, a lie told once remains a lie, but a lie told a thousand times becomes the truth. Uh, what else did he say? If you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it, and you will even come to believe it yourself. Uh, he also said, oh, is this one? Propaganda works best when those who are being manipulated are conf confident they're acting of their own free will. Uh, it also, I think it's him that also talks about the, the masses will be willing to give up all of their rights under the guise of, of freedom, um, it also taught um, in Yuri Bezmenov, the ex-KGB you saw, he talks about it's basically the Americans or the citizens' arrogance that's their downfall. So they believe they're being virtuous and they're, they're acting on everyone's behalf and, and they, they're too smart to be manipulated. And they're, you know, it's their arrogance that brings them down because they actually haven't checked things out. And you can, you know, virtue signaling is a new thing rather than, you know, just checking things out, looking behind the scenes. And uh, um, I don't know where the quote is in here, but there's another one that he talks about and he says um, that you, if you're going to do good propaganda, you need to keep it to simple points, you know, a, a simple phrase. So we're in this together um, for the good of all. Um, uh, stay home, stay safe. And you need to repeat those over and over. So we're experiencing that right now. And what else do I want to? Where else? What, what other? I'm kind of going around here all over the place. So I'm going to delete that. Um, oh, yeah. So this is the mandatory one that everybody's got to watch. They got to watch Century of Self. This is about Sigmund Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays. And it talks about many things. It's a four-hour documentary. And if you watch it, you will have a different view on what is going on in the world. It's very, very important. It talks about group psyche, group think, and how... Uh, people who do propaganda and ma manipulation think, you know, introduce that concept in how there's the individual psyche, but there's also the group psyche, and it's a different thing, and you can manipulate it differently. And most people never consider this; they don't believe that it's a thing. They've they've never even thought about it. But very important to consider. So I'm going to play a very small clip. There's so much important information in this documentary that is now you can watch it until they take that down until they take this video down and then we're just left with whatever we're getting from the ministry of truth and so let's just play this clip here that i got teed up he didn't like me. it's talking about freud 
publication of Freud's works in America had an extraordinary effect on journalists and intellectuals in the 1920s. What fascinated and frightened them was the picture Freud painted of submerged, dangerous forces lurking just under the surface of modern society. Forces that could erupt easily to produce the frenzied mob which had the power to destroy even governments. It was this they believed had happened in Russia. To many, this meant that one of the guiding principles of mass democracy was wrong. The belief that human beings could be trusted to make decisions on a rational basis. The leading political writer, Walter Lippmann, argued that if human beings were in reality driven by unconscious, irrational forces, then it was necessary to rethink democracy. What was needed was a new elite who could manage what he called the bewildered herd. This would be done through psychological techniques that would control the unconscious feelings of the masses. So here you have Walter Lippmann, probably the most influential political thinker in the United States, who is essentially saying that the basic mechanism of the mass mind is unreason, is irrationality, is animality. He believes that the mob in the street, which is how he sees ordinary people, are people who are driven not by their minds, but by their spinal cords. The notion of kind of animal drives, unconscious instinctual drives lurking beneath the surface of civilization. And so they started looking towards psychological science as a way of understanding the mechanisms by which the popular mind works, specifically with the goal of figuring out how to understand how to apply those mechanisms to strategies for uh, social control. And so this is back in the 1930s. They think about this with a lot of very intelligent people, um, and they've been refining these techniques for, what is it, you know, almost 100 years now. So if they were using them back in the 30s, and in this documentary, they talk about propaganda for World War I, World War II, the Cold War, how they used it in um, businesses and corporations and all these types of things. So they've been mastering this year for years, and it works, and it's incredibly powerful. And just like this shirt I'm wearing, I'm wearing a jiu-jitsu shirt from when I was at Phuket Top Team, uh, learning mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu, if you don't know what I'm going to do to you, you're toast because you don't know how to block it. Um, and so I got my butt kicked all over the place by really good jiu-jitsu artists because they, they knew what they're doing and I didn't know what they're doing. Once they would tell me what they were doing, I then had a defense for it. Um, but it, even though I had a defense, I had to learn because they have another move. They'd have another move and they have another move. And so they say in jiujitsu, you know, white belt is one move or in chess, same thing. Um, you know, what, uh, beginners one move ahead. They're just thinking about how they attack. You know, somebody who's intermediate might be uh, thinking about the next move, not the first one, but the second one. And um, somebody who's a little bit beyond that is going to think three moves ahead four, five, and six. So these guys are masters. So even if you're looking at the one thing, which they don't even have to go far beyond the distraction because the masses aren't aware. They don't even need that yet. But, you know, they show this huge distraction um, techniques they've been using forever to, um, to control and manipulate mass public. They use it now and, and they work. And so if they've got, you know, level two and three and four, we're, we're in some big trouble here. So I'll play a little bit more of this clip. Highly recommend watching this entire thing. Again, it's 
four hours and there's pure gold in there. It will help give you a perspective around what's going on. And so you can arm yourself. And, you know, I know this is troubling stuff from a high level, you know, and it's an out there thing. It's like them, right? But we always have a, uh, an inner and we have a together. And if we are in this together for real, absolutely for real, for in this together as a community, as a humanity, for truth, for, uh, for life, for life-affirming uh, qualities and policies, then we can make a difference. And when Yuri Bezmenov talks about, you know, how we, we don't know the truth, we're in that right now. They're deleting the truth on YouTube when I say they, YouTube specifically, uh, Facebook specifically. They'll probably delete that um, that debate with Robert Kennedy because there's a global vaccine agenda. There's been a lot of injury around the world. There's a lot of horrendous stuff that's happened in Africa. You can look into all this stuff and it's verifiable for yourself. It takes a bit of digging, but when you, when you watch the debate, one of them is based on truth, knowledge, clarity, and he absolutely destroys them. And so 8 billion people vaccinated. Yes, there definitely is a financial uh, implication to that and control. Um, and then that's laid out in Agenda 2030 and um, other places as, as well about vaccine passports and things like that. And so it's all laid out. It's all public. And I'm not going to cover it here, but lots of other people will. And so if we don't know and we're confused by all the information, how do we know if it's true, right? Well, um, who said this? I can't remember who said it, but he said anything that seeks to restrict or, or control by definition is Luciferian. And so if you feel restricted by the guidelines, if you feel like this, like you're losing your freedoms, if it doesn't feel like the opposite, which might be nature, God, the universe, harmony, which is expansive, trusting, loving, open, free, that's a, that's a guiding principle. So if we're in this space where we don't know what the truth is, well, my, or, or what an ideal guiding post would be is towards those emotions. And so if it's towards restriction, fear, uh, guilt, shame, anger, those are all Luciferian energies. And I trust in my body. I trust in the universe. I trust in my fellow man. I'll give them a hug. I'm not going to stay six feet away. I'll honor whatever they want to do if they want to stay six feet away. Um, but 0.26% doesn't concern me. Um, you know, and, and I want to act my, you know, I want to I move towards those energies of life-affirming qualities. And, and so that's one way we can kind of uh, guide where we're going. Which, which way are we going here? Are we going to life-affirming qualities of love, peace, joy, togetherness, cooperation? Or are we going toward restriction and binding in which by definition is Luciferian? So let's just play a little bit more of this. Mark Bernays was fascinated by Lippmann's arguments and also saw a way to promote himself by using them. In the 1920s, he began to write a series of books which argued that he had developed the very techniques Lippmann was calling for, by stimulating people's inner desires and then sating them with consumer products, he was creating a new way to manage the irrational force of the masses. He called it the engineering of consent. The engineering of consent. to my father was a wonderful concept. But I don't think he felt that all those publics out there would have reliable judgment, uh, and that, that that they could that they very easily might vote for the wrong man or want the wrong thing. 
so that they had to be guided from above. Uh, it's enlightened despotism in a sense. You appeal to their desires and their unrecognized longings, that sort of thing. That you can tap into their deepest desires or their deepest fears and use that to your own purposes. Uh, so that continues, and I am always fascinated when I hear any clips from that documentary and want to watch it over and over. Uh, and again, I highly recommend checking that out, Century of Self, about Edward Bernays, who is Sigmund Freud's nephew. Uh, very important watch. And so what else do I got to cover? I created a bunch of notes here. Mandatory vaccine and money trail. So that exists. Check out Amazing Polly on YouTube. There is a connection, and you can look at Event 201 with all those, those groups there. A lot of those people are in powerful positions uh, in in the world in different countries really pushing for the vaccines and so you know you just put two and two together and there you have it it's not that complicated mm, fear-based versus love-based and the dehumanization that's a big thing that i see going on here you know we've got these masks asymptomatic doesn't spread 0.26 percent uh, chance of fatality we're six feet away we're not supposed to hug all these things that's dehumanization that's that's uh not life affirming. That to me doesn't show the qualities of love, peace, God, nature, the universe, growth, expansion, freedom. And those are choices that, and those are energies that I think that most people would like to engage with. And so we have an institution um, affirming the opposite. Stay away from your fellow man. Don't hug your fellow man. You can't even see your fellow man. You don't even know, you know, we, we can't even see each other anymore. Uh, to me, not ideal. And so you need to give me some really good evidence about why we should do that. But with the propaganda and the lies and the manipulation, you know, using all these different techniques, we kind of go into our heads and not into our hearts and it, and it becomes a whole, um, a whole thing where everybody just does it. And so I am hoping for the, you know, we live in a world of polarity and um, I see a lot of people waking up and for everybody waking up, looking at this stuff, congratulations. Uh, welcome to the other side. It's terrifying and it's crazy because we have so much cognitive dissonance to go through. If you've never considered these things, it's like, whoa, holy smokes. Uh, there are powers at play that, that don't have our best interest at heart. And it's a lot to take in because you have to reconsider everything. And so for those of you going through that, uh, my love and compassion, to you don't worry i think it's going to be okay i hope anyway i get i get nervous uh, some days and i think it's going to be individual choices um that we have to make and we have to stay in honor and integrity and life affirming qualities life affirming characteristics um and make good quality choices ourselves, and not succumb to the fear because fear is essentially slavery and the reason being is that when we are afraid Certain chemicals are released in our brain and we limit pattern recognition, which means we can't see a bigger picture. We are not open to new information. We are definitely not open to an opposing view because we're, we're afraid. And when you are afraid, it limits your choices. Limited choices um, can make you a slave because you, you don't have the freedom to, to take one or another. It's just, I'm only going to have a mask. I'm only going to stay six feet away. Uh, I have to get this vaccine to travel. And um, that is not, not freedom. And it's also not necessary. And it requires manipulation in order to execute something like that because we are, you know, we have a God given natural universal immune system. We are incredibly powerful beings capable of extraordinary things. 
and you know we are we are getting very manipulated here and uh, our our freedoms around the world are being limited and around the world you know we still have 9.1 million people starving to death that's not acceptable we have a human trafficking pandemic 2 to 350 million people in slavery human trafficking conditions that's not acceptable and now it's reaching it's kind of extending to the to the planet that's quote unquote free and so if we can kind of become aware of these things work together to find solutions, to be uh, full of integrity. And it doesn't need to be everybody. It just needs to be a percentage and we can change these things. We can move towards solutions and we can find them together and we don't need anybody to uh, let us do that. We can do it all on our own. And so I'm just going to kind of check, see if there's anything else that I missed here. I wanted to keep this nice and short. And yeah, the other thing that I think is important for people to understand, and I'll, I think I'll leave it with this, is, here we go, is understanding that there are, you know, five psychological experiments that prove humanity is doomed. Uh, <laughs> you know, we don't want to go doomed, you know, per se, but the Ash conformity experiment. So... Uh, Solomon Ash wanted to run a series of studies that would document the power of conformity for the purpose of depressing everyone who would ever read the results. Subjects were told that they would be taking part in a vision test along with a handful of people. The participants were then shown study our pictures and individually asked uh, to answer very simple and obvious questions. The catch was that everybody else in the room other than the subject was in on it and they were told to give obviously wrong answers. So, would the subject go against the crowd even when the crowd was clearly wrong? And what happened was that even though people knew the answer, you can see exhibit one, you know, you know what the right answer is. People would start to here go. Uh, I'm just going to read it out for you. Uh, this is one of the questions of the puzzle. Although all they had to do was say which line on the right matched the one on the left. As you can see, Ash wasn't exactly asking people to design the next space station really the only way you could get the line questions honestly wrong is if you took two doses of lsd that morning and run them directly on your eyeballs uh which would have made for an even more awesome experiment but we're we're getting off the point yet sadly 32 percent of the subjects would answer incorrectly if they saw that three others in the classroom gave the wrong answer and so Group think this has been mastered. Edward Bernays. Uh, if you go into that documentary again, Century of Self, you're going to learn so much about group think and why we conform. So that's one experiment. Um, the Good Samaritan experiment. I'm not going to go back in. I'm not going to go into that one. Um, bystander apathy experiment. I learned about that in uh, Police Foundations when I did that. And the Stanford Prison experiment is a really important one. Um, it just talks about. Uh, yeah, just people being terrible. You know, we get, you know, how did World War One happen? How did World War Two happen? How did the Khmer Rouge happen? How did people turn on each other? Right in in Germany, people were turning each people in. Well, what the heck do you think contact tracing is? Um, hold on one second, I'm getting a call. Let me just delete that. What the heck do you think contact tracing is? Turning your friends in. It's not different. It's the same. It's the same thing. Um, and the and the Milgram experiment, and that's when. We, uh, they did a, an experiment on authority and why people trust authority. And so they put somebody in a lab coat and they tell them to essentially um, shock another person. And most people, a high percentage of people will shock people uh, until they die. 
they'll, they'll keep going up in the dose, up in the dose um, of shocks. And, you know, obviously the person in the experiment's not being shocked, but they're screaming like they're getting shocked. And uh, a lot of people keep doing it until they die. And that's something that they uh, learned in manipulation and when wanting to control the people was that if you can give your responsibility to something else, then it's not so bad. So if you're just following orders, then you can give responsibility to that system. You don't have to take that responsibility as, as an individual. And so we need to take responsibility uh, as individuals and, and look at these things and make good and honorable choices. And uh, I think that... Um, I think that that's it. I think that's what I'll cover for now. We, we, we covered a lot here. We got the future scenarios. Um, oh yeah, we've got this strategic intelligence. You have to make an account to look in, but uh, I'll probably do a video. No, I will do a video of just kind of going down this rabbit hole because when you do, it's frightening. It's a very frightening rabbit hole and it's so incredibly detailed, like 200 layers deep with articles talking about how we can basically go into the fourth industrial revolution. Um, just like they said in Rockefeller document here, you know, we've got a higher top town control with surveillance. Well, what the heck do you think strategic intelligence is? It's that exact plan on how we can do that. And all of these things are incredibly detailed. Here's COVID-19, you know, uh, civic participation, humanitarian action. They got all these nice words for it, but um, the end result of what it is is not good. And then they've got all the articles on here and they make sure that it's only the ones that is vetted by these, these institutions that have incredible power that if we go back to the Eisenhower um, speech, I believe that is his last speech or one of his last speeches. Um, I'd actually have to ask Laura about that. I'm not sure which one it was, but we could, we could see, and he warned about this. And this is just corporations having too much control. And so if you have billions and billions of dollars and, and you can influence the government, you can influence policy, what might you do? And that's just what we're facing as a, as a collective here, these, these group decisions. And so how as individuals can we move towards freedom, togetherness, expansion, create a world that makes sense, that uh, is cooperative, that... Um, is beautiful that reminds you of Atlantis or all these amazing future cities that you could imagine. So it's going to require participation. And when we can step out of fear and into truth, when we can commit to being a good citizen, when we can commit to the energy of universal truth, God, source, life, whatever you call it. And those energies are very different than what you might uh, uh, think of as Luciferianism or fear, because those are manipulative. Those are definitely manipulative energies and they've been around for a long time and we can do this together. And so that is my short summary. It could be way, 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 way longer, but that's a bit, uh, that's a bit of it. So do your own research. Uh, let me know if you come up with, with something. Uh, let me, you know, I've been down these rabbit holes for too long and it's super depressing. And so I'm kind of coming out of it, looking for solutions, looking for people who want to cooperate, um, observing the reality, but paying attention and really, um, you know, whenever I see something that I don't like, I, you know, I'll say a prayer or intention and see if there's anything I can do in myself or in my community. So, uh, you know, may there be peace, love, joy, freedom, and, uh, compassion, kindness, liberation for all beings on earth. And, and it's something that, you know, in, um, in the Tao Te Ching or actually the Dhammapada, which I'm also reading and it's, uh, you know, the, 
uh, a concise collection of the Buddha's wisdom. It says, you know, our karma is, is from our intentions. And if we can connect to those intentions, honestly, then that's what we're going to be judged by the creator in our evolution. And with all this information, that's about the only thing we can know is our intentions. We could intend to do something good um, and then we could have a bad result, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't be um, up to us, that bad result. But there's a distinction though. Like if you think about um, the Khmer Rouge or you think about Rwanda or you think about all these horrendous things that have happened in the world, yeah, there's mental manipulation, but you know in your guts what's right and wrong. So that counts. So when those people are doing that, um, they mentally might say, oh, authorities telling me and I know it's wrong, but I'm going to give my power to, you know, to man, which is, you know, all over spiritual text. Don't give your, your power and authority over to man. You give it to, to God or the universe. And that's that unknown. That's you and your own connection with this unknown. So when they're doing that uh, suppression and they know what's wrong, that's when you're going against the universe with life, with um, all of those beautiful things. So you know that. So you don't get a pass for that. And so we're in very interesting times and human beings are naturally beautiful, compassionate. We are extraordinarily capable. We can do incredible things uh, with a very small percentage of us together. And so once we are aware that say, oh, wow, there's a bit of a system here. Let's kind of look into it. All right, now let's find a solution and keep working towards that solution with other people who want to um, create solutions for all people for the for the good and freedom and expansiveness of all beings and when you can look through propaganda um, and be a little bit courageous be a little bit fearless you're going to have a clear lens and you're going to be able to make better choices and so hopefully this video was helpful check out those websites especially the uh, strategic intelligence one because holy crap that's deep look into agenda 2030 by the UN um, because it, when you're able to read between the lines they're also not so good um, but I think we can do this together there are good people out there I've had many conversations with incredible people who are aware of what's going on and they're observing they're thinking about solutions and we will see what happens um, you know maybe this is good I've heard some um, positive theories out there with a the new king of England, apparently Joseph Gregory, Gregory Hallett. I hope that that's true. That would be friggin' phenomenal. Um, I've heard some other things in there like uh, human trafficking arrests. So maybe this is a world shutdown so that they can arrest the human traffickers. That would be amazing if that were true. And um, I only know a little bit of a bit. This is like 300 hours of research, but still it's like, okay, I can piece these things together, but I could be piecing other things together as well. And so once we know, spend 10% on what the problem is and then 90% on the solution. How can you uh, make your life better for your family, for your community? What could you build with this time? How would you transition in your life to make a positive impact? How are you reflecting in this time? How are you taking care of your body and creating a relationship with spirit? Because they're, you know, we're all going to, we're all going to die. That's a part of life. We're going to die. So if we can connect to a greater presence, a greater spirit, um, this is what this is doing on a planetary scale. It's letting people go in and reflect on who they are, uh, what they're doing with their life, what their vocation is. And that's something in Buddhism that's important is right livelihood. You know, So if your job is causing harm for other people, maybe you can reconsider that. Because if we all had vocations that we aligned with, 
in my experience, the people who have, you know, vocations that they like, it's always of service to other people and we can do that and uh, we can do it together. So I'm just ranting now. I hope this was helpful. Have an amazing day. Whatever you do, get into the vibration of kindness, of service, of uh, compassion, of courage. Whenever you see something negative and you say, oh, you know, I don't like that or wow, that's scary. You know, it's an external thing. That's a they. Alchemize that and say, so what do I want? And say a prayer for yourself. Say a prayer for your fellow man. Set your intention. I did an amazing podcast with, with Dr. Nisha Manik who talked about the physics of how that actually manifests in our world and so when i see the human trafficking she helped and she said you know then say a prayer and set your intention you know may all souls and people be free for the greatest good of all and when i say that prayer it feels good it feels helpful and then i can think what can i do how can i liberate minds how can i how can i uh, move toward a contribution in my intention and so when we can honor those intentions and and think in those ways, the universe is going to give us an opportunity to uh, help and serve and support while we also get taken care of. And so that's just what I think. That's <laughs> just what I think right now, because holy smokes, it changes every day. Um, but that's just some information for you to noodle over. Um, consider doing three kind acts a day, going out of your way to do it. And, uh, and if you can do that in these times, that's extraordinary. Listen to somebody say a kind word, be supportive, find solutions, be courageous, and uh, have an amazing day. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my synopsis of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, a lot has happened since then. I have been continuing to research my butt off. Uh, it is kind of unpleasant looking at all the stuff that I'm looking at. And uh, I am looking, I see some threads of light out there. Um, but it can be a little bit daunting when you when you put it all together. Event uh, 201, you look deeply into the World Economic Forum, you follow the money trail. And so, but also at the same time, I see a lot of people waking up. Some people were kind of like waking up at the beginning of this and questioning and going down the rabbit hole. Uh, some people at the Bill Gates uh, junction uh, started waking up. Some people uh, at, the sec or the, at the lockdown, um, some people with the California fire, some people with the pedophile agenda, which keeps getting more and more obvious by the day. Um, you know, people are really questioning things and all we need to do is figure out what kind of world we want to live in and, and come together and make that happen and just opt out of, you know, the, the things that we don't want this this tyranny so uh thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it please share this episode please leave a review on itunes they help immensely consider becoming a patron and uh, join the academy if you wish would love to have you as a member so that is it thank you so much oh and join the email list i always forget to say that but uh make sure you go to mattbelair.com join the email list because censorship's the real deal it's the best way to stay connected so thank you very much uh, let's come into a state of peace and coherence Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, confidence, courage, connection, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.